Good evening. Merry Christmas. It's here. It's finally here. And I saw some snow wafting in the air. <laughs> this year, it may be the same old routine for you. Uh, you might buy the same gift for your grandmother that you always do. Mine is Romolo's chocolate <laughs> every year. <laughs> Maybe you will eat the same dinner tomorrow cooked by your mom or, or hear the same old jokes from your uncle. I heard that one before, Uncle John, <laughs> but okay, tell me it again. Your brother might fart at the table. <laughs> Could happen tomorrow. That crazy relative, we all have one. Don't elbow them if it, they're with you tonight, but they're already planning their dramatic meltdown scene just to ruin the whole day. Uh, the present you're looking forward to this year might be a little less anticlimactic. Um, maybe you hope your parents give you money to pay off your electric bill or your car inspection. That's when you know you're a real adult. Um, at my house, Christmas is so magical, I put the items in the Amazon cart and Joel clicks by. So that's how we do it. Surprise! Came to the door. Uh, the excitement might feel a little less this year if your kids aren't in your house anymore. Or maybe some pain is attached to Christmas this year because you're celebrating with an empty seat or someone that you love, you've lost. But this year, Christmas can be different because at Christmas, God comes close. At Christmas, God comes close. Last November, I had the opportunity to visit Israel with a group of people on a Holy Land tour um, and there were many things there that were different than I expected, many amazing things. Um, and particularly when I thought about traveling to the Holy Land around Christmas, I expected some marvelous tributes to Jesus. This is his debut. This is Jesus' hometown. That's where I was going. This is where Christmas was born. In America, if that happens, we do parades and lights and Specialty hot dogs and Justin Bieber, you know? We know. That's what we do when we want to celebrate. And when I got there, the reality was I saw maybe, maybe two Christmas trees the entire two weeks I was there. And we traveled throughout the whole countryside. There was no excitement that Christmas was coming. There was no general sense of this is the most wonderful time of the year. In fact, most of the time, it was business as usual everywhere we walked. And this is because the majority of the population, 98% to be exact, in the land where Christmas was born, didn't believe Christ was the Savior. And I wanted to just shout and like shake everyone and be like, hey, you're missing it. Like, like you're missing it. You live in Bethlehem. Like, this is the place that we sing about every single Christmas. You are missing it. And then I came back home, and I came back to America. And I looked around, and, and we had Christmas trees and baby Jesus displays and, and lights and wreaths and presents and Rudolph. But even still, I had this wonder in my heart if we, too, if some of us were missing it even though we weren't in Israel, that we were missing it. And, and tonight, I just don't want us to miss it. I don't want us to go through the motions, uh, through the motions of tonight, through the motions of tomorrow, through the motions of whatever your week 
entails, I want us to remember that we need to know the Savior, not just the story. And so there's this Christmas carol we sing. It's called, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And this hymn actually started as a series of, of sung responses called the O Antiphons. Each line started with the letter O. O Emmanuel, O Dayspring, O Wisdom, O Desire of Nations. And there were seven antiphons that would be sung or chanted on the seven nights leading up to Christmas. And when, when this carol was written, very few people were learning how to read. And so what they would do is they would teach this song as a teaching tool to express the hope and the truth of Christmas and the promises of Christ's return. And this song, much like many of the psalms in the scripture, asked the Lord to come and make things right in this broken world. It says, God, O come, O come, Emmanuel, come into the broken and dark parts of my life and make it right. And that's exactly what Christ came to do when he was born in a stable, and that's what he has come to do for us today. This Christmas, Christ wants us to come into your world, to come into your brokenness, and he wants to come in close. All throughout the scripture, he talks about this. He's showing us this. In the Old Testament, we see in Joshua 1.9, it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. He says, I want to be with you wherever you go. I want to be with you in every hill, in every mountain, and in every battle. Isaiah 41.10, he says something similar. The Lord reminds us, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then, as if God wanted to, to put his money where his mouth is, as if he wanted to say, look, I have told you that I'm going to be with you wherever you go. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. I've told you that over and over in the Old Testament. He sent his one and only son to us. Jesus, born of a virgin, into a stable, fully human, so he could meet us right exactly where we are. And he did that all so he could be close to us. Matthew 1.23 says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So who is this God who comes close to us? Who, who is this God that says he will be with us wherever we go? Well, the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, calls Jesus four different names. Uh, he call, they call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. They call him Dayspring, which literally means the rising of the sun or the break of the day, meaning God is our breakthrough. He is our light. It calls him Wisdom which is referred to God's attribute. He knows all things. He is above all things. He holds all things together. He knows what's best for us all the time. O come, O come, Emmanuel calls Jesus the desire of nations, which actually comes from a verse in Haggai that says, I will shake all nations, and what is desired by all nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. And what this is saying is he is what every human heart needs he is what every human heart needs to be fulfilled, even if we don't realize that yet. Chuck read this verse in, as part of the Christmas story, but 700 years before this actually happens, Isaiah prophesies who the Son of God will be, and he foretells the birth of Jesus. And in that passage, I'm going to read it to you again, he describes it this way, Isaiah 9, 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, 
everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And the scripture says that this God who wants to come close to us, he is wonderful. He is full of wonder. He is beyond understanding that Jesus is the counselor we need to help us through the valleys and the mountains of life. He is the God who sympathizes with our every single emotion, with our every single need. When you feel like no one understands you, this wonderful counselor understands you. When you don't even know how to explain how you're feeling, this wonderful counselor already knows how you're feeling, can explain it to you, and help walk you through it. And when God sent Jesus to be born to Mary and Joseph in Bethlehem, it was God's way of sending us the help we needed. It was God getting off the throne of heaven to become a baby so that he might come into our world, take our hand, and lead us all the way home. The scripture says he is the mighty God. He is far supreme to anyone or anything else. His power is seen as far superior to anyone else. He is the best. He is the greatest. He is the name above all names. He is and will be the mightiest of all gods ever declared by humankind. Everything you see, everything that lives, everything that has breath, every mountain, every valley, every lake, every star, every moon, every ocean, every tree, all was created and is now sustained by the mighty God. And this is the God, Emmanuel, the God who wants to come close to us. This mighty God. And scripture goes on to say his name is the everlasting father. He sacrifices for us. He provides for us. He cares for us. And because of Bethlehem, the cross, and the tomb, we can live in relationship with the everlasting father today. And he loves us like no other father can. And lastly, Isaiah 9, 6 says that his name is the prince of peace. That he has the authority to dispense peace that word peace in the Hebrew is the word shalom. It's, it's this really rich word that, that's talking about this sense of wholeness or this sense of completeness. This peace that Jesus brings is that special something that we're all looking for. That peace he brings is that peace that can make us complete. And God is all of these things, and he is so, so, so much more. And Jesus is not just the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace today. He is not just these things at Christmas. He is these things all year round. And this is the God we serve. This is the God we serve every day of our faith journey. So you might be asking yourself tonight, how do we get close to God? If getting close to God, if he, he's trying to get close to us, how do we get close to him? Well, John 4, 8 tells us to come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And the scripture says right there that the first thing we must do is repent of our sin. We have to repent of the things that don't please God. And if you don't know what those are, then just ask him. Okay, God, what, what am I doing? What am I thinking? What am I focusing on? What am I missing? What is it that, that when I realize my life is off the mark, that you can help me realign. Ask God to forgive you and then ask him to help you get back on track. I believe that that is one of the most favorite prayers for God to answer. God, would you help me with this? And he, he comes so close, he pursues us and he says, yes, I would love to help you. The scripture says, wash your hands, purify your hearts. That means ask God to forgive you. And as you do that, your act of coming near to God will allow him to pull in closer to you. And you will remove the obstacles between you and God. 
And be assured that God wants so much to be close to you that there is no shadow that he won't light up. That there is no mountain that he won't climb up. There's no wall that he won't kick down. And there's no lie that he won't tear down to come pursuing after you. Magellan was this famous explorer and his crew explored the world. They went all over the world. And when they arrived in the Pacific Island Kingdom, they wanted to meet the king. In fact, everywhere they went, they tried to meet the king. But they were told no one can speak to the king directly. If, if you wanted to say something, there was a process. They had to tell a servant. And that servant would then have the honor of giving the message to another servant who had a higher rank. And then, and then that high-ranking servant was allowed <clears throat> excuse me, to speak to the brother of the king. And the brother was allowed to speak to the governor of the king, but not directly. He could only speak through a speaking tube that ran through a wall. It's like a cup, you know, like going through. Hello, can you hear me? There's a cup around there. And then the governor who's on the other end of the tube, even the king's own brother could not speak to the king, but this governor on the other end of the tube would then and only then, if the message was pertinent enough, relay it to the king. The king of the Pacific Island was inaccessible. He was inaccessible. This king was off limits. They are distant. They, they have walls and obstacles and servants and systems before you can ever speak to a king. You could probably not auto-dial Donald Trump today. There, there, there's obstacles between us and kings and, and us and, and, and people in authority. But in contrast... In contrast, the king of all kings wants so bad to be close to us that instead of building walls and, and building systems, he tears them down. And he makes himself completely accessible through sending his son, Jesus Christ, to us to be born in Bethlehem as a baby and then crucified on a cross for our salvation. And one whisper one broken prayer, and that's all it takes for God to come running to you. He is nothing like the king of the Pacific Island. He comes close. He comes close to us. He does everything he can to get close to us, but then he says, you have to make the next step. You wash your hands, purify your hearts, repent of your sin, ask me to forgive you, and then I can, I can pursue you, I can come running to you, I can meet you in all that you are. This Christmas carol invites him to do that. It says, oh come, oh come, Emmanuel, come close to us. Come into my life. Come into all my hopeless and broken places. I don't have it all figured out, but God, I want you to be close to me. I don't understand all the parts of the story, but God, I want to know the Savior. Today, we are going to light the last candle of Advent because Jesus is here. Emmanuel, God with us, he is here. And so would you stand, and as I light this candle, let's invite Emmanuel to come close to us tonight.
Christmas. God, it would be unlike any that we've had before, God, whether we've spent them as people who love you or, or if this is the first Christmas we've made that decision. God, I pray that we could feel your nearness. Lord, that we wouldn't miss it, God, and all of the, the clutter of it all, Father, that we wouldn't miss it. God, that you came close. Father, O come, O come, Emmanuel, be near us so that we can understand more of who you are and our lives can align with you. God, thank you that you are our day spring, that you are our Emmanuel. God, thank you that, that, that you are the, the reed of Jesse, Father God. Thank you that you are the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. God, thank you that you are all those things and so much more. And so God, tonight we give you glory. We ask you to come and we thank you for your reckless love to us. And Father, it is in your name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for celebrating Christmas with us. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. So if you don't have a home church, please come back and join us. We have a hot chocolate for you in the lobby. Feel free to grab it. And we would love to give you a gift, everyone, every family of an eerie first ornament to hang on your tree to remind you of God coming close. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.